Hi, I'm Evan Duncan, the senior pastor of the Baptist Church of Westchester in Westchester, Pennsylvania. I'm so glad you found our podcast channel. On it, we'll share weekly messages as well as other resources we hope helps you as you seek to grow and know Jesus. If you want to learn more about our church or see how you can connect with us, visit bcwc.org. He, referring to Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he, meaning Jesus, was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. And all who saw it began to grumble and said, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. May we be blessed by this story and uh, by the elaboration of that story uh, from Pastor Evan. It's Time Change Sunday. It's the good Time Change Sunday where we have some extra time. It changes around us all the time, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, right now we're in this season where the fall leaves are now turning to winter. The chill has come this week. Did you see the frost? Technology is advancing rapidly around us. There are cultural shifts we've seen Reckoning in our nation on issues of race and justice. There's change in our own lives all the time. Relationships, jobs, schools, losses. Things not going the way we expected them to go. Perhaps even internally we find ourselves changing. Our understanding of ourselves changing. Our health changing. Our future dreams Changing. A friend and mentor who's a hospice chaplain taught me that anytime there is change from what we might have expected to what reality is, there is grief, there's fear. Change sparks anxiety. Today we're beginning this short series on stewardship in a time of change. How do we think about caring for all that we have and have been given when it might feel like things around us are pretty unstable? (laughs) Things are shaky or challenging. We, we, We may just want to hold on to everything. How do we be good stewards? Each fall, we prepare for our budget process by thinking about resources. You'll be getting that letter soon, and I encourage you to pray about that. But I want us to to focus in on these stories in the Gospel of Luke and then Acts about some people who are encountering God and then themselves are wrestling with how to be 
good stewards of what they have in the midst of big change happening in their lives. And I hope that through this series we hear that stewardship is both a response to the change that God brings in our lives when we encounter Christ and also can be a catalyst for more spirit-led change. And we begin with Zacchaeus. This story we've already uh, shared with the children. A fantastic story. A story you probably know well if you grew up in the church. You could probably sing a little song about that. I won't ask you to do that, but you could do it. I bet many of you. Jesus has entered into this city. The text says he was passing through. What a detail. Just right there. You've probably passed through all kinds of of places, maybe when you're dealing with your own change. Moving to a new place, something on your mind. We know in this text that Jesus is about to enter Jerusalem and give up his life. A lot of things are changing. He's just passing through. And yet there's this man there, named Zacchaeus. Luke tells us that he is a chief tax collector. It's actually a phrase we find nowhere else. It seems like Luke perhaps invented it to tell his readers that that this character is not just a tax collector, but like a big-time tax collector. Luke's first readers would have been recoiling already. There was already disdain for taxes. We know what that's like. But he is this great, super, ultra-tax collector who has made his wealth by charging extra. It was the only way to acquire wealth as a tax collector. You would take on the position because you knew you could add a little bit on top for yourself. He's rich, Luke tells us. The riches have come from exploiting his neighbors. But he wants to see Jesus. And the text tells us the crowd keeps him out. As I read the story, I wondered if he'd ever been kept out before. I mean, in our culture, if you are rich, you often aren't kept out, right? You know who to call ahead and who to talk to, how to get to the VIP section. I imagine Zacchaeus made that kind of effort, don't you think? Let me have my people talk to Jesus' people. I'll make sure I get an audience with this Jesus guy. I want to know all about him, and my money will get me whatever access I want. And it doesn't work. I wonder if that's even a bit of the motivation for why he is so interested in Jesus, that Jesus was not so interested in his well. The people in the town, they don't make way for him to enter. Why would they? (laughs) And so we have to imagine this man there behind the crowd. I like to picture like Danny DeVito. He's short in stature, Luke tells us. It makes the story come alive for me. I hope it does for you. And we get in verse 4, he ran ahead. He climbed a sycamore tree to see him because Jesus was going to pass that way. He sees these branches up ahead in this tree and a wealthy, powerful man runs and climbs. 
This was not how things were to be done. <laughs> a social faux pas to exert oneself by running or by climbing. This is not what the wealthy did. It would be disgraceful, and yet he chooses to do it. Can you imagine what his clothes must have looked like? When was the last time you climbed a tree? I just cut down a branch the other day, and I, all of those clothes were ruined. <laughs> he climbs a tree. And I wonder if in this moment he has discovered that money can't buy him all that he wanted. If he discovered in this moment that, yes, he was willing to lay down this status he had achieved. Perhaps he understands in this moment that his whole life has been built on the backs of other people, people who now won't let him pass. Like tree branches, he has climbed up on them. But all of that has not allowed him to see Jesus. And he realizes something must change, so he climbs a tree. It's good to talk about stewardship in the church. It's important. And as we talk about stewardship, and especially financial stewardship, I admit pastors and churches often jump to the, here's what you ought to do. We've all heard that sermon. Here's what you ought to do. But, but I don't think that's the place we should start. Now Zacchaeus is going to help us think about stewardship and financial generosity, sure, but the starting point for Zacchaeus is not what he ought to do. It's his realization that something is wrong. Something is wrong with the way things are. Something is wrong with him, with his own involvement in a system that hurt other people. And so he lays down his status and he climbs a tree. I believe already willing to admit he's part of the problem. It's this scriptural idea of a repentance. That is, when we admit that we have not loved or lived like we've been called to. And the things that we've done and left undone, he seems to grasp it in the moment and it leads him to climb a tree. He changes directions to see Jesus. He orients his life towards Jesus, whatever it takes. Throughout Jesus' ministry, he kept saying over and over again, repent, believe the good news, the kingdom is at hand. Turn away from the way that you've been living. Turn away from the world that says there's never enough. It's all about you. Just think about yourself. No, turn and live in a new way where your trust is in the God of the universe, the God of love who is constant regardless of change everywhere else. Zacchaeus climbs a tree, lays down his status, embarrasses himself to see Jesus. What are we willing to give up to see Jesus? Do we take responsibility for who we are and how we've got to where we are and the problems in the world? A former uh, pastor of mine, I saw 
discover a level of repentance one time. He was invited to speak at a city council meeting and he didn't want to do it. This woman, Judy, her story was the catalyst for it, but her story was typical of many people in our city. She had gotten into financial trouble. Her husband got cancer and they couldn't pay the medical bills. So he went to one of those title loan companies and they took out a loan and the loan had 400% interest on it. My payday loans in Texas where we were living is big, big business and nobody uh, wants to do anything about it. So she went to a nonprofit, a nonprofit where my wife Brittany was working at the time and asked for help. And she was told that most of their clients were there because they had been in these kinds of loans, these predatory loans. What do you do? She was making a monthly payment she was required to every month and the principal got bigger every month. So this little nonprofit started to mobilize. They started to reach out to people and to church leaders, and they drafted up a city ordinance. They knew the state wouldn't do anything, but perhaps the city could. The ordinance would outlaw these predatory loans in the city limits. The main business dragon town had about 15 of these, so you could see how that might be a challenge. And I watched this pastor of mine hear the story and know what he should do but at the same time wrestle with the backlash that he knew he would receive if he stood up and said it. I watched him wrestle with the reality that he had benefited from some of the practices of the people that were now saying no to Judy. But finally he decided to speak, and he did. And the ordinance passed, barely, (laughs) And all of those title loan companies had to move outside the city limits, which they did right past the border, but it was much harder for people to get to them. See, he knew in that moment that if he didn't use his voice, he would be complicit. That the the people would continue to harm people like Judy, and so though he didn't want to and though he didn't speak up before, he repented and spoke up and God moved. Zacchaeus is this person we meet. It's the the final story before Jesus goes to Jerusalem in Luke. And right before it, we met another character, a rich young ruler who Jesus says, sell all your possessions, give them to the poor. And he says, no thanks. (laughs) He walks away. We hear about Zacchaeus and we think Zacchaeus has no chance. (laughs) I mean, he's the worst of the worst. How could he ever be transformed? But he climbed that tree. I want us to see what happens next. Verses 5 and on. Jesus came to the place and he looked up. And said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. I must stay in your house today. That word must shows up throughout the New Testament tied to things like the Son of Man must suffer and die, that Jesus must bring salvation to his people. It's always tied to big theological concepts. Here it's just, I need you to come down. I must stay at your house. So Zacchaeus hurried down and he was happy to welcome him. Another key word 
We could translate it as rejoice, respond. It's often used in the New Testament for when someone encounters God and is transformed into new life, they rejoice. Imagine someone coming out of the baptismal waters with joy. This is what that word means. He is happy to welcome Jesus. Now, all who saw it were grumbling. He's gone to be the guest of the one who is the sinner. Jesus is a sellout, they think. But verse 8, Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I'll give to the poor. If I've defrauded anyone of anything, I'll pay back four times as much. And Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek out and to save the lost. What a transformation. Zacchaeus has turned towards Jesus and turned his life around, repented. And that leads to restoration. We see restoration in different ways. First, Zacchaeus says, I will give half of everything I have to the poor. And then any money that I've taken in an, in an unrighteous way, I'll give it back four times over. <laughs> he would have nothing left after that, I'd like to point out. His life is about to change. It's changed because he met Jesus and he's about to no longer be a wealthy man. That restoration will happen by his acts of justice, but it also happens with him personally. Jesus says, here is a son of Abraham. One without friends. A son, a brother, a friend. We read this story and it might make us a little bit uncomfortable. We live in a context where we think what's mine is mine and what's yours could be mine too. But here as we see with Christ, all things belong to God. And when Zacchaeus repents and is restored, he responds by restoring Repentance leads to restoration, and, and I have to tell you, sometimes restoration, actually probably all the time, restoration includes our resources. How we think about our time, our talents, our treasure, our world. Zacchaeus says, and this, this is not just something I'm going to do better going forward, but I'm going to make things right. He returns things, this time with 400% interest on top. <laughs> Zacchaeus becomes the opposite of whatever this title loan lender was. I don't know. Becomes an example for us of the wideness of God's grace and the transformation that happens when we say yes to Jesus. Frederick Buechner writes, Zacchaeus makes for a good character to end Luke's account of characters because in a way he stands for all the rest. He's a sawed-off little social disaster with a big bank account and a crooked job. But Jesus welcomes him aboard anyway. Friend, stewardship is not just about dollars and sense, and spreadsheets, and practicality, and making ends meet. It's deeply spiritual. 
It's about saying in the midst of change or uncertainty that, that God is stable. That God is worth following, saying yes to, climbing trees for. Stewardship is a response to the God who sees and loves and rescues. And it starts with repentance. To say, God, how have I left things undone or done things that don't line up with who you are? How? How much do I need you? Where have I placed my worship in things and security and self? How can I lay those things down and then, and then see how you'll be restored and restoried? How we might then join in with the God who is restoring and restoring the world. Zacchaeus was unable to see God at first. His idolatry, his corruption, his desire for wealth had made him unable to see the community and made him bitter and afraid. But suddenly, he looks to Jesus and Jesus sees him and he is transformed. Until we turn and look to Jesus, we might find ourselves spiritually stunted like Zacchaeus was stunted in height. But are we willing to climb, to look, to look inwardly, to repent, to respond, to be restored, and to share our resources? Just in the chapter before, in Luke 18, 25, Jesus says, Indeed, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And then just then we meet Zacchaeus, who was rich. I mean, you've seen a camel before. You've seen a needle before. This seems problematic. But Zacchaeus' story tells us the truth that Jesus embodied. Things may seem impossible, but with God. Behold, by the grace and love of God, a camel has entered into the eye of a needle. And the camel will never be the same. As we reflect about our own lives and the changing world around us, how do we see ourselves changing? And how might we orient ourselves around the unchanging God? And how that might change how we view stuff, life, everything. So as uh, the deacons come forward and we prepare to take communion, I want to leave you with this. These three steps towards deeper stewardship. Embrace repentance. How might we turn towards God? Seek restoration. Perhaps you feel like you're so far from God you aren't. Be restored and build restoration in your world. And then, how might you share of what you've been given? Thanks for listening to the Baptist Church of Westchester podcast. If you have questions, want to connect, 
or looking for ways to support God's work through our church, visit bcwc.org.